everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coming to America. I'm Daisy. And I'm Quinn. And today we are doing the segment Around the World in 30 Minutes. But before we get started, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. While you're there, make sure you leave us a five-star review so new listeners can find the podcast and help us climb the Apple Podcast charts. You can also find us on YouTube at Coming to America and on TikTok at Coming to America Podcast, where you'll be able to check out the show in short 60-second segments. So this week is, like I said, around the world in 30 minutes today. Um, I am kicking us off today. Mm-hmm. This article is from kansas.com the watch the wichita eagle Hmm. um naked teen covered in ranch dressing crashes at kansas gas station share says was this you or is this someone okay (laughs) a teenage boy okay who was naked and covered in ranch dressing, crashed a vehicle at a Kansas gas station early Saturday morning. The disturbance was reported to 911 at around 3.30 a.m. at the Petro Deli convenience store. A 17-year-old male was naked and under the influence of a substance, the sheriff said. He's covered himself in ranch dressing, damaged property inside a business, ran outside and jumped into a running vehicle and then crashed it into a nearby pillar. Jeez. Deputies took the boy into, t- into custody. He was then taken to a local hospital and later released to his parents. The criminal aspects of this incident are under investigation. The sheriff's office said, we are happy to report that no one was injured during this incident. Well, that's, that's the good. story. Yeah, just him covered in ranch. That's crazy. Um, obviously, being on the influence and, you know, that side of things and him crashing and all that sort of stuff is not so much the fun side of things. But how much ranch, I suppose, do you think, like, yeah. would it take to cover a human body? I feel like this is like a fear factor kind of thing. But for Do you think that he, like dumped the ranch bottles into like a tub or a pool Mm. and then jumped in it and then did all the things or do you think he opened a single bottle of ranch and just like drenched himself i'm not sure that is yeah one of the mysteries of the universe and what does the sheriff determine as quote covered Mm -hmm. in ranch dressing and i guess technically he's not naked if he's covered in ranch dressing right I guess he's not wearing clothes. He's wearing, he's, no, he's wearing ranch dressing yeah. at this point. Watch that be at the New York fashion show in 2021 or 2022. Ranch. It'll be the next big thing. Or like Lady Gaga will have, oh my gosh, you should totally do that. Like have her meat costume from all those years ago and then next to it have, have the a ranch, ranch costume. <laughs> and like as if like Golden Valley or whatever the company is, like wouldn't sponsor that. That would be a huge, huge marketing campaign for them, I'm sure. I think that would be brilliant. I think, um, Let's go, Lady Gaga. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. We know what to, to dress you up as. Yeah, definitely. But to answer your earlier question, I think it might be a bathtub kind of situation where he might put it all in there and kind of just empty it out because doing it one by one would definitely take like a lot of time. You'd be there like kind of drenching yourself, squeezing the bottles. You could do two at a time, but you know when you're squeezing stuff and you know you squeeze, you squeeze, you squeeze, and then eventually you just run out of you know air to push out. You had to let it go so they could suck air back in and create that space and all that sort of thing. I feel like that would just take up so much time versus like unscrewing the cap and just like chugging it into the bathtub. And then plus it'd be a lot more fun. You could literally dive into 
like a bathtub full of ranch. I think we just really need to know what the police department defines as being covered. Mm-hmm. Like, is three squirts covered in ranch dressing? Yeah. Or is it like one bottle? Or- yeah. I'm imagining the uh, naked, deaf, oiled up guy from Family Guy. I don't know if you know that I reference. Um, but basically, it's a guy in his underwear that appears appears periodically, like really isn't a main character, has nothing to do with, this, do with this story unless they need some kind of out to cut to commercial or something. And basically something will happen and then be like, watch out, I'm coming through. And he will just like slip and slide. Um, but he's completely drenched in oil. So I would hope that's what they mean and not just like, oh, he's got like ranch in his hair. I feel like that would be disappointing. That would be super disappointing. Unfortunately, there is no photo or video, which mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it'll be updated with a video because there's got to be security cameras somewhere. I know. Surely someone TikToked it or like put on Instagram. But anyway, we'll move on to the next uh, news article. This one from BBC News coming out of Sussex. Rubbish, quote unquote, port- pet portraits raise 5K for homeless. So this is less of a funny one, more of a wholesome kind of feel good uh, story as well. A father from West Sussex has raised nearly 5,000 pounds for a homeless charity by drawing rubbish, in quotation marks, pictures of pets. It all started when Phil, who operates under the spoof alias, quote, acclaimed artist Hercule Van Wolfwinkle, end quote, doodled his pet while colouring with his son. He put on Facebook and offered commissions at a joke price of 299 pounds, 299 pounds, sorry, but genuine requests flooded his inbox. Quote, I think people just found them funny at a time when there's not a load of smiled about, he said. He did the illustrations for free and shared them on social media with funny fake reviews and got thousands of likes. People were keen to pay him something, but he said, I couldn't take their money. The pictures are rubbish. So I set up the Just Giving page and suggested people donate instead. In five weeks, demand for his doodles boomed and the 38-year-old raised £4,903 for Turning Tides, a charity which supports rough sleepers and aims to help out the homelessness. The Worthing Dad is now churning out 150 drawings a week and has a backlog of 600 requests. He said it is, quote, brilliant fun, end quote, creating the cartoons, but the volume of requests has started becoming overwhelming alongside his full-time job in commercial property. He put a disclaimer on his Facebook page. Uh, He had to put a disclaimer on his Facebook page. People can continue to donate any amount to support the cause and message him with an image of their pet, but is not regarded as payment. Uh, It is a lottery whether people get a drawing as he cannot get to them all. So some of these images, Daisy, I'm sure you've had a chance to look at them, are really quite incredible. Definitely not uh, stunning by any means. Definitely better than what I could do in terms of artistry. Um, but a very kind of a noble cause as well. And people getting behind it just kind of sign of the times, I suppose, for 2020. You know, I, when you look at it, it looks like something like, I guess, an abstract artist might Mm -hmm. try to do. Right. So I may, I wonder if that is the way he was going with this, but, um, I mean, some of them aren't, I mean, they're horrible, but like they're Mm -hmm. purposely horrible. So it's like, it's art. Yeah, and that's the thing with, I remember, you know, there's like memes going around where someone left like their glasses on the floor at an art museum and people started gathering around it thinking it was a piece of artwork when like someone had just dropped their glasses in the Mm -hmm. corner um, or, you know, was put there to make people think about it. But I mean, some of these, like definitely if you blew them up and put it out there and said they were like, hey, this is this young up and coming artist who, you know, does these abstract drawing of pets, I'm sure there's a market for it to be like, oh, yes, it's so, like, incredible. And, 
you know, so passionate and everything. And, you know, it just brings out so much emotion. Um, but it is very interesting. I will say something like this definitely belongs in like a 2020 COVID museum <laughs> in like the hall of things that have been like donated to like, you know, obviously recount 2020. I know Arsenal player Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang donated his jersey um, and I believe they're doing a museum in London um, and, you know, collecting art artifacts in quotation marks of like just the COVID crisis in 2020. And I feel like this would be like perfect for it. Like that would go right in there and like the whole story of it's great and raising money for homeless people. Yeah, I think it's really it would be a really good um, thing to bring to the museum. Mm -hmm. If you do scroll down further um, in the article, there is a it's a very funny image. And it said the article says one person donated two hundred and ninety nine pounds to the cause. The price of the original image and a man had even got the drawing tattooed on himself. <laughs> so you oh can gosh. see. Mm -hmm. You can see the image actually tattooed on someone's body yeah like that's kind of commitment like that's very interesting i know especially i mean obviously like we've established these drawings aren't exactly you know fantastic by any means and i could only imagine going into a tattoo parlor being like hey can you do this on my thigh or wherever it's located and the tattoo parlor being like are you sure like is this the right one did you like print off the right photo they're like no no this is the one this is what i want on my leg I mean, it's cute. It's quirky. It's uh, different. Yeah. If you're one of those people that don't mind too much about, you know, what tattoos are on your body and everything. And, you know, we've done countless stories of people being rejected from jobs or mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff from being, you know, covered in tattoos. But, you know, if that's your cup of tea, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's very interesting. I love this article. I think it's super, super cute. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to the next article. Um, this is from, I can't say this. Oh, Kotaku. Kotaku, East Japan. Teenager finally achieves her dream of dating Godzilla. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could have ended it before Godzilla and it would have been still just interesting. Oh. <laughs> I suppose a 40 year old virgin or something like that. But I mean, this is teenager finally mm -hmm. achieves her dream of yeah, dating. True. 17 year old a virgin, of I guess. dating in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, 13-year-old Sierra Wata Watanabe is a huge Godzilla fan. She has an impressive collection of figures and is an excellent impression of the Keiju's Raw. I can't say that. It's okay. I'm not going to try to correct okay, you. Okay, <laughs> cool. Recently, she... I've, I've never seen Godzilla, by the way. Mm -hmm, Sorry, y'all. Really? Yeah, even the newer ones where it's like... The only reference point for Godzilla I have is Austin Powers like the third one where they're driving through like little Tokyo or whatever. And then the car drives underneath a Godzilla float. And so um, it picks it up and starts driving it. So it looks like Godzilla's like moving really fast and super scary. And then there's two Asian fellows, you know, presumably Japanese. And one of them is like, oh my God, it's Godzilla. And the other one's, no, it's not. He's like, yes, it is. It's definitely Godzilla. And then the other one's like, for legal reasons, it's not Godzilla. And then they're like, Oh, and then they both shout and run off. Um, iconic film, iconic moment that forever lives in my memory. But like I said, that's my only reference point for Godzilla. Very interesting. I've also never seen Austin Powers, so. God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, she, recently she wrote to Osaka television show, uh, Tante Night Scoop, asking to go on a date with Godzilla. The show takes requests from viewers, often very silly ones, turning those dreams into reality. Quote, my love is so great 
that I would like to marry Godzilla, she wrote. The latest episode visited the junior high school student at her family home in Higo Prefecture, where she showed off her figure collection and talked about her love of Godzilla. When she saw Godzilla right outside her house, she fell down and had difficulty breathing. She then (laughs) went on a date with Godzilla, packing a bento she made and bringing her grandfather as a chaperone. If you click this link, guys, like if you visit this page, she's so shocked. Mm -hmm. And the Godzilla thing is just standing there like, yeah, definitely check out our YouTube channel and our TikTok uh, page as well. We'll have this one up for sure. Like, she is flabbergasted, I suppose. She's so shocked. Um, like, it's incredible. It definitely reminds me of, like, um, not Dude, Where's My Car? The um, Pimp My Ride, where Exhibit shows up to the front of their house and they're like, oh, my gosh, and they, like, go crazy. And given, you know, a few years ago it was out of that, a lot of them were, like, very much staged. Um, but this is a very strange request and obviously the TV show is kind of playing into it, but she just, yeah, really obviously loves Godzilla. It's crazy. Yeah. The article goes on and says the couple visited the Godzilla museum holding hands as they checked out the displays as seen in the top image. Later during lunchtime, Godzilla couldn't actually eat the bento. So she pretended to feed him. She also pretended to give him some tea. Wouldn't going to a Godzilla museum as Godzilla, like kind of be the equivalent of taking a human person on a date to a cemetery because like presumably the museum, well, maybe not either a cemetery. Cause like it's all dead. Or just like a regular outing. I suppose. Cause I don't I'm know. just thinking from Godzilla's perspective, you're like looking around and seeing everything and kind of like embracing the history of it. And then being like, Oh, and you know, X culture and whatever, this was all in the past. And like, you know, it's being preserved as history. Hmm. Um, Interesting way to think about it. Yeah, I know. I just imagine like, yeah, Godzilla looking around and being like, oh, all my family members have died in the past and I'm the last one here. And it just goes through this ex- existential crisis. You're really, you're really thinking hard about this. I know. Probably shouldn't have given she just brought a bento box. It was yeah. cute that her grandfather also chaperoned too. It's adorable. Um, I will say as their date drew to a close, Godzilla mm-hmm. waited on the beach at sunset. Oh. She gave him a big hug, a big smooch. And then proposed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sadly, Godzilla did not take her hand in marriage, Aww. but she ended up having a very memorable date. Well, I'm um, glad. You can see, oh, my gosh. You can see her mm-hmm. giving a smooch and just, like, she's just so just shocked. crumbling. She, yeah, she just, like, gosh. crumbles. She's like, oh, my God, this is so real. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little wild for me, mm-hmm. but you do you, boo. Yeah, I feel like anything that involves, like, finishing up on a beach just reminds me of the ending for The Good Place. Um, and, you know, no spoilers for it, but when Chidi and Eleanor, um, you know, sitting looking at the sunset and he's describing how life is like a wave and, you know, it's always there. Sometimes, you know, it won't be in the exact same shape, but it changes and all that sort of stuff. Um, so now I'm just imagining... You know, um, instead of Eleanor and Chidi, Godzilla and this girl sitting on a sunset having that exact moment. So um, now the good place is forever ruined if it wasn't already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we'll move on to the next article. Did you have anything else to add? It's just a very wild story. No, it's a very uh, you do you boo. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, uh, whatever floats your bento box, maybe. Does that work? Maybe not. Um, this one coming from vibe.com, Daniel Kaluuya, not sure if I pronounced his last name uh, correctly, so apologies for that, explains why his upcoming live action Barney movie is quote, really needed. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya shared an interesting take on Barney and the motivation behind his upcoming live action adaptation of the children's series, 
the 31-year-old British actor is producing what will be a sobering interpretation of the lovable purple T-Rex, one that Kaluuya said is, quote, really needed at the moment. Quote, Barney taught us, I love you, you love me. When you say you love me too, that's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when it, that isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking, Kaluuya told Entertainment Weekly in an interview promoting his upcoming film, Judas and the Black Messiah. Talk about two completely different movies. Right? <laughs> Barney and then that. Uh, quote, I have no idea why, but it feels like that makes sense. It feels like there's something uh, unexpected that can be poignant but optimistic, especially at this time now. I think that's really, really needed. Mattel Films is co-producing the live-action Barney film alongside Kaluuya's production company, 59%, and Valapriso Pictures. Barney and Friends originally aired on PBS from 1992 to 2009. The Purple Dinosaur and his sidekick, BJ and Baby Bop, taught legions of young viewers educational messages through song and dance. So... You were saying earlier, as we were kind of discussing this, aren't all Barney movies technically or Barney t the TV show? It was live action because it had real people in it, right? Yeah, it all has like real people. Um, Barney is, I guess, just like an outfit. He's like a mm -hmm. puppet, essentially. Yeah. But technically, it's still live. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, I guess I don't know. But were there, maybe there was like an animated series version of it. I know like. You Wait, do you, do you not grow up with Barney? I didn't watch it. It was definitely in Australia and everything, but it just wasn't for me. That's wild. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's definitely a little, some animated shows that were made of it and like right. books and stuff. But I mean, all of the shows and everything had the like outfit, bar the puppet Barney. Yeah. And it was like, I love you. Yeah, kind of you love me, blah, blah, blah. I don't know the exact song, but what do you think of it being a sobering interpretation of it? Like that's, I mean, rather bleak by the sound of things, but he's also saying it's going to be happy. Yeah, I don't understand this really. I just, I don't know. This seems like a very weird um, movie to make live action. Like are mm -hmm. they, I don't know. I don't know how they would do this. That's a little, a, a little wild. Does it say a date whenever it's supposed to be coming out or I'm anything? I'm not too sure. Um, given the circumstances surrounding like movie production, I want to say like late 2021, maybe 2022. Um, but geez, it's definitely like, it couldn't be that hard of a movie to make. But at the same time, how do you come up with a kind of storyline and a narrative for a, you know, a Purple T-Rex, that's all about loving people and all that sort is of thing. Is he a T-Rex? I guess he is a T-Rex. I think I said in the article is a T-Rex. But also, like, it was the same thing for Sonic. Like, at least at least with Sonic, it kind of got the built-in story of Dr. Eggman trying to take over the world. But, like, using that same logic to apply to Barney, like, you don't have this evil genius trying to destroy New York or something like that. It's, oh, no, you know, the clock's on the wrong time. What are we going to do? <laughs> I don't even remember Barney enough to be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> to assuming. have like an episode or anything. I will say if they mess up how Barney looks, people are going to come after them though. Mm -hmm. That'll yeah. be a very interesting. At least, yeah, at least with the Sonic uh, movie, like they released obviously how it looked and then they got so much backlash. They're like, okay, we're going to change this. I think my favorite quote from that entire situation was y'all really bullied an entire, <laughs> <laughs> entire movie production company into fixing, into changing Sonic. Yeah, but fair enough. I mean, I, well, he looked I, awful. I do feel bad for the animators because like imagine, well, not just the animators, but everyone kind of in that chain 
of coming, you know, responsible for coming up with his look and everything. Because you pour, you know, countless hours, time, effort, it gets approved by like six, seven, eight, nine, ten people, goes all the way up, and then you finally release a trailer and it gets blasted by everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we spent like a year and a half saying yes to this look. And now we got to go back to square one, essentially. I mean, given, you know, you've got the uh, motion capture and everything already there. So you just have to basically reskin him. But you still got to go back to designers and be like, okay, we need to fix his eyes. We need to do this. We need to do that. So um, I did feel bad in that sense. But final thought on this do they just like extrapolate an episode for like an hour and a half? Because you need to come there up with. There are Barney movies. Are there? Yes. How do you get an hour and a half or even an hour worth of Barney content though? Uh, there was, I just remember having it on VHS mm-hmm. and it was something about like a barn and like <laughs> BJ, the yellow dinosaur mm-hmm. was like, oh no, what do I do? And Barney and Baby Bop were like, do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, I don't know. I guess, like I said, with my example of the clock, like if they could just get really dramatic and turn it into an episode of 24. Yeah. I suppose where they Barney. They time travel. Oh, that'd be great. It's just an Why? Avengers version of um, Barney and his oh friends. Oh, my gosh. And instead of Thanos, it's like, I guess Thanos, well, I mean, Barney's already, what if Barney was Thanos in this, like, alternative universe? Thanos was purple. Mm, exactly. So Brilliant. We just solved it, guys. Yeah, we'll pitch it to Universal soon. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our next article. Mm-hmm. So this next article is from CBS News. Puppy with green fur born in Italy. Hmm. So the video is uh, interesting. The puppy looks green. Yes. Lime green. Not like crazy green, but there's definitely like green throughout. Yeah. An Italian farmer welcomed a litter of five dogs earlier this month, and one of the pups stood out among the rest. Christian Malucci couldn't believe his eyes when one one of them was born with green fur. Christian's dog... (laughs) <laughs> Spellachia gave birth to four other dogs with white fur, the same color as hers. Spellachia is a mixed breed, but it doesn't explain why one of her pups came out with green fur. The strange pigmentation is believed to occur when pale puppies come in contact with Beliverdern. <laughs> a lot of words in this article. Uh, Beliverdern. <laughs> Bil- mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. In uh, the strange pigmentation is believed to occur when pale puppies come in contact with Beliverdin in their mother's womb, according to Reuters. Beliverdin is <laughs> Beliverdin is also the pigment that makes bruises to sometimes appear green. The dog, however, won't always be green. The color will continually fade as the puppy grows and gets older. Still, Christian, who runs a farm on the island of Sardinia, promptly chose a fitting name for the green dog, Pistachio. Oh, he's cute. It is extremely rare for a dog to be born born with green fur, but other pups like Pistachio have made headlines before. In 2017, when a green puppy was born in Massachusetts, a young boy with his own rare condition adopted him. So it's a very cute, cute story. And it also says another example of uh, a green puppy born in North Carolina. And the dog was named Hulk. Oh, <laughs> I guess it's not, <laughs> not as cute as a, of a name as Pistachio. Yeah, but, still. but it's still super cute. Um, it paid off being the odd one out. The rest of Pistachio's brothers and sisters will be given to new homes, while Pistachio will stay on the farm. Christian will train Pistachio to look after sheep just like Spelicha. Spelich- Sp- Whatever Italian name it yes. is. Yes. 
Um, green is a symbol of luck and hope, so it may have been meant to be that the dog could make people smile amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of animal articles so far, I guess if you count Godzilla as an article, as a uh, animal rather than an article. <laughs> um, but this one, another feel-good one, kind of the green, very interesting. I think it did say that the green won't last, right? Yeah, I think I it saw won't an last. Argue. Yeah, It'll so fade. it doesn't stay. But it's cute. Like, look mm-hmm. at this little green puppy. It looks like it was like dyed, but... Yeah, it, that's the thing. It does look like it was like thrown in the wash. It looks like if you put a white sweater in with a bunch of green uh, clothes and just left it in there, then the green would obviously bleed into it. That's what the puppy looks like. It does look very cute though. So I don't know. I'm glad that they're keeping it at least so that, you know, they can grow up. Did it say what breed it was as well? I can't remember if that uh, popped up. But if it's going to be a herding dog, I can only assume it's like Border Collie or like, like an Aussie Collie Shepherd. Mix. It or- says that it's... Belichia, there we go, is a mixed breed. Okay. So, so, I mean, even then, if it's a herding dog, it'll probably still be some combination of Aussie or Border Collie or, um, you know, maybe a shepherd of some sort. Okay, so moving on to our next article, this one from Business Insider. Quibi's founder reportedly told staffers to listen to a song from the movie Trolls as he announced they would be losing their jobs. Very compassionate. So sweet. Mm-hmm. How very nice of him. So, uh, and this would just be the qui- the key, p- the qui- the quibby points, the key <laughs> points uh, from Business Insider as they do their articles. Uh, Quibby's founder, Jeffrey Katzenberg, told employees to listen to the song Get Back Up from the movie Trolls to help lift their spirits during the company shutdown, the Wall Street Journal reported. Employees were told Wednesday that they would be laid off and receive severance, the journal reported. Kribi announced Wednesday that it would be shutting down just six months after launching. The company raised $1.7 billion from investors but failed to attract viewers. In an open letter, Katzenberg and CEO Meg Women said Kribi's failure, sorry, trying to say that quickly, was likely due to the core idea as well as the coronavirus pandemic. So a very weird song to choose, a very weird thing to just tell your employees in general. Um, but why in Anna Kendrick, I know it's, you know, uplifting and she's like America's favorite daughter or whatever. Is she? I feel like post, um, what was it? The song with Rebel, the movie with Rebel Wilson and, um, where they lip sync or whatever, right? Um, I do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Step up. That's no, that's not, not that is. <laughs> like that's a dancing movie, Daisy. Anna Kendrick. Um, it's not step up. It's like sing it or something. It's like pitch Pitch perfect. perfect. There we go. Um, I feel like from there, everyone, it it was close. Um, I feel like a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like she's so cute. Like girls and guys and be like, oh, you know, she's so like sweet and innocent and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of almost became basically like a Disney, um, presenter essentially, you know, how everyone sees them as like this pure white, holy kind of character. Yeah. Um, so I guess that makes sense. But I wonder what prompts them to say, hey, listen to this song. Like, I wonder if it was like a joke. And then someone was like, oh, screw these guys. I'm going to tell someone in the media that. And then that way they get thrown under the bus. Um, did you, A, did you watch Trolls? B, have you heard this song? And C, have you touched Quibi at all? No to all the above. Okay. Or D, <laughs> no to all the above. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting that like Quibi failed. Because I remember them like pushing... Was it Super Bowl Sunday, I want to say? Like even I in February or so, they started like really going all out with their marketing. It's like, hey, here's Kevin Hart. Hey, here's, you know, TV shows in, you know, in just a Quibi, which for people who didn't know, Quibi is a combination of quick bites. Um, so that's how the name came about and is now gone. So 
Um, obviously sucks. You don't want to see people lose their jobs and have a business fail. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is an interesting kind of market to fill given that it's just like Netflix on the go, basically. Yeah. It's basically Netflix on the the, on the go and you still have to pay for the service. If I'm not mistaken. I do remember seeing a bunch of ads for it. And Mm -hmm. I remember being like, what is Quippy? And then that's when you were, you would say, quick bites on the go. Yeah. Well, because the whole marketing plan as well was like, oh, you know, Chance the Rapper walking up to a restaurant and being like, oh, cool. You know, hey, can I grab my table? And then the waiter's like, oh, it'll be just a Quibi. And so they tried to, you know, make Quibi basically a, what, a piece of frame, a frame of time, framework, mm-hmm. I suppose. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to spit it out. But, um, you know, basically like as a, yeah, a piece of time, basically. It's like, yeah, just a Quibi or like just a second. Yeah. Um, so like a pretty, you know, that's a decent marketing campaign. It's not, you know not exactly something that's going to break into the vernacular like, you know, Kleenex for tissues or, you know, Band-Aids for, you know, bandages. But, you know, it's worth a shot, I suppose. I mean, they tried. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just hard because there's almost all original content, if I'm not mistaken. Like at least Netflix, when they were going up as a streaming service as opposed to DVDs, um, you know, at least they had, you know, Parks and Recs from NBC. At least they had... Um, friends from, I want to say CBS. I can't remember where that originated from. Um, but they did license out all this other content to draw in viewers mm-hmm. alongside producing like, you know, these fantastic um, Netflix originals, you know, House, Your House of Cards mm-hmm. and all, you know, Ozark, I believe is a, a Netflix dramas. original as well. Yeah, plenty. Did they really, do they produce K-dramas? Yeah, dude, they produce a lot of K-dramas. Yeah. That's what one of my K-dramas is now. It's just Netflix. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully um, they'll add the show where the girl goes on the date with Godzilla um, as well, because I feel like that would be a good way to kind of bring everything full circle. Heck yeah. Um, but back to the article, just quickly, Anna Kendrick, is Anna Kendrick, I think she's producing now, I want to say. I think she's hopped onto a few co-producing roles Yeah. as well. If you could tell anyone to listen to a song as you fired them, does anything come to mind immediately to your head? No, no. not immediately. If I'm telling somebody that they're fired. You're fired. Okay, so... I would probably so- actually do the apprentice thing. Money, 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 money. Okay. Money. But not like the, um, what's the English show, You're the Weakest Link, Goodbye. Oh, um, yeah. That would be harsh. But I mean, no, okay, that's so harsh. one... That's you. You yeah, would do basically. that. Okay, so two songs for you. One, if you were like having to fire them face to face, and then a second one, if it was like basically just a meme. Because like for me, if it was like a meme, it'd be like from, is it The Sound of Music where it's like, so long, farewell. I would like so play that as they walk out the door. I think for me, it would be the money, money, money one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what I would do if it was a real one. I don't know of any, ha- maybe Baby Shark. Why? <laughs> That's even know. worse than the Anna Kendrick one. <laughs> okay. The Baby Shark one on the meme one. Mm-hmm. So. For the meme one, you could also go na 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 na. Hey hey hey, hey, hey goodbye. goodbye, and then everyone just hate you forever. But yeah, yeah, I don't know how you seriously play a song to see to uh, see people out uh, for the you know just losing their employment or you know having to obviously let them go. Yeah. Um, and you know, definitely a you know unfortunate circumstances, but that's definitely not the way you say goodbye to your employees. Yeah, for sure. I still don't know what I would. Well, well, I don't know what I would say is my original one face to face. Yeah. We'll have to work it out. Right back where we start. I'm just looking through all my positive vibes Mm because that would be funny. But the one where it's, it's all right.
right, get it going on. We gotta get right back to where we started. <laughs> and just people crying because they've lost their job and like being consoled by their family outside. It's like, it's okay, Daisy, you'll get another job or like you'll bounce right back and then just this music blaring inside the office. Gotta get right, right back. back where you started from. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank God we're not in management. Not yet anyway. Uh, we'll wrap up the episode there. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, where we are now, and Amazon Music. You can't escape us. We are inevitable. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review while you're on Apple Podcasts as it helps new listeners find the show and also helps us climb the Apple Podcast ranks, which would be very, very helpful. You can also follow us on Instagram at daisy.jane with two E's and at Seb underscore Quinn. And don't forget, we're now on both TikTok and YouTube. So have a look on there to see these articles and the photos and videos that accompany them. That's it for today's episode. I've been Quinn. And I've been Daisy. And remember, it's all right to be coming home. We're going to bring right back to where we started from. I know that song. <laughs> <laughs>